This episode is brought to you by our friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar, except they're far better for you. Just one bar has between 130 and 180 calories, 19 grams of protein, and between 3 and 7 grams of sugar. And you can capitalize on this by using our code BIGSHOTS, all one word, for your next Built Bar purchase to get 10% off. Built Bar, join the team. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Big Shots NFL Draft Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Carnation, joined, as always, by my colleague over at Blue Chip Scout and my co-host, the best in the business, Devin Jackson. Devin, how you doing today, man? What's up, Mike? Uh, doing pretty good for a Monday, man. It's been a uh, day today. It's been a day today. It's been a day today. It was a day last night, you know. Saints are done. All we know for the Saints are is is over. Drew Brees is done. So at this point, I'm not even really trying to think about it. Full steam ahead on the NFL draft, man. A week away from the Senior Bowl. So week away. That's right, man. <sighs> yeah, like I said, it's been a day. I, I had no rooting interest in any of the games yesterday. Um, I was catching up on some missed television. Um, had to take the cat to the vet today. Uh, you know, so yeah, it, it's been a day. Nothing, nothing beats trying to keep a cat calm while going 70. Um, <laughs> nothing, n- nothing quite like it. Anyways, we're not here to talk about that. Today, we're just going to kind of talk, you know, we're recording this Monday afternoon NFL draft declaration deadline for now. They can opt out, uh, before March 7th, I believe. So they can actually go through. They're doing the NBA, um, um, that's the word I'm looking for. The NBA process where you can go through the whole combine, pro day, all of that, and then drop out if you're not getting the feedback you want. Kind of a smart idea, especially given that it's a, you know, pandemic affected year. Everything's kind of gone to shit. Um, so today, well, on Monday, there has not been a whole lot of, of action. We've heard from, um, Justin Fields. He's in. Would have been shocked if he wasn't. Uh, the tight end class gets another blow as Jeremy Rucker decided he was uh, going back to school. Haven't heard anything from Chris Olave, from Tommy Togiai. Um, other than that, Kobe, Kobe Harvell Peel decided to go back, but there has just been virtually no news. Trying to refresh is doing my head in. Uh, oh, Devontae Smith is going to the Senior Bowl. He's just not participating, which kind of blows. Oh, I didn't see that part. When did yeah. that get announced? Uh, Jim Nagy, excited to add Heisman winner Devontae Smith to this year's uh, Senior Bowl. He will not be cleared to participate in any on-field activities due to a thumb injury, but he will go oh, yeah. to meetings with Coach Flo's Miami staff and interview with decision makers from all 32. Yeah, um, a lot of people were reacting like he was going to actually play, and I forgot that he had that injury, so that makes a little bit more sense, but... Honestly, is like they said, this is getting more time with the Dolphins, and who knows what they do with that number three pick? They could very well pick Smith at, at that spot. So maybe he's I trying to secure that. Imagine this time last year going, yeah, Devontae Smith, future third third overall pick. I have well, like a yeah, you had you had some some different feelings going into the summer about uh, Devontae Smith I compared did. to where he is now. I did. Whew. Yeah. All right, let's talk about some of these uh, coaching hires is, I think, what we're going to talk about. Again, kind of a, a loose show. Kind of wanted to get something out there. 
Uh, since we last talked when we were with Connor, uh, if you missed that episode when we talked about the Jets and the draft with Connor Rogers of Bleach Report, obviously go back and check that out. But he spent a lot of time talking about his guy, Robert Sala, for the Jets, and about two hours after we finished recording with him, it was announced that Robert Sala, head coach of the Jets. So, Connor, kudos. Good job. You got your guy. I know he's happy about that. And didn't they get, like, a really good – have they gotten the offensive coordinator yet? I don't think so. I thought they said they were getting uh, Mike LaFleur, if I'm oh, not yes. mistaken. Yes, yes, they did. Yes. Uh, Matt LaFleur's brother. Um, I forgot about that. Yes. Uh, coming from San Francisco as well, right? So yeah. That's, uh, that, that's a big get for them. She's. Um, I wonder what this means for, for the Jets at, at, at two – I would still go Fields or Wilson. I can't try to listen. I I I want Darnold to do well. I just I don't think it's going to go anywhere near uh, New York. He needs to get the hell up out of there. Well, I think the Jets really have no choice but to draft Wilson or Fields at this point because if you don't you're risking not getting a quarterback next year. And if the early indications seem to be that next year's class isn't as strong as this year's top four, you know, when you got uh, Lawrence, Fields, Wilson, and uh, Lance, they're saying, I, and I mean, I can see on paper, you know, the top four next year are not going to be really at the same level that uh, the top four this year. So you, this is not. This is a draft where you need to get a quarterback if you if you want a quarterback. The teams are going to trade up to get the other two guys that don't go in the first two picks. So I would highly suggest teams like the Jets take a quarterback if they're there. You know. So to me, I think I don't know who they prefer, but it would seem if they want someone to match. It, it sounds like they may go that San Francisco type offense. So Wilson might be the pick for them. Uh, I know Connor Rogers talked about that they're probably going to go Wilson uh, if they do hire Salah. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if Wilson went number two. But we'll see what happens, man. I still got Fields as in my number two quarterback at this point. Um, I would, would like to see him play for the Jets. But if not, uh, we'll see what happens from there. But that's kind of why I expect for them to go at two. Yeah. Um the Jets, everything's kind of set with them, quarterback, uh, sorry, not quarterback, uh, head coach, offensive coordinator, uh, and the GM obviously already in place. So they're kind of, you know, they're already getting set and ready for 2021. The other one where we had the head coach come in, that is the Atlanta Falcons. They hired Arthur Smith, the offensive coordinator from the Tennessee Titans, and it looks like they're about to finalize their agreement with Saints. Jeez, uh, what? Uh, D- Director of Pro Scouting, Terry Fontenot, he's set to become the next GM of the Falcons. There's a lot that goes into this. One, I think it's kind of a, kind of a, an interesting move that they're taking someone from the Saints. I know the Saints couldn't, blo- like, uh, head coach and general manager interviews couldn't be blocked this year. I think I think that was the, the the new rule that was put out, um, but it's interesting. Arthur Smith I think is a great fit for Atlanta. 
because uh, he can implement some of the things he did with Tennessee with Ryan Tannehill, and Tannehill is not as good as Matt Ryan. And I still think that they're going to look running back, maybe not early in the draft, but like second, third round, I could see them taking a power running back like a Javante Williams, a Najee Harris, something like that to kind of get that power game going. Because, I mean, Todd Gurley just really does not have it in him to be an every-down type of back anymore. And that's sad because Todd Gurley and, and us, we're the same age. Um, but, like, they don't really have anyone else on roster that I would feel confident giving the ball to. I think he wants a feature running back. Atlanta's going to yeah. be interesting. There's a lot that they can do. Uh, they pick... Uh, where do they pick in the draft now? I can't, now I can't remember. Uh, oh, they pick four? Do they? Yeah, they pick fourth. I mean, quarterback is, I guess, still an option. Although, how do you get out of Matt Ryan? It's almost impossible. He's like 36, 37 years old. He's making like $30 million a year. The thing is, like, they're stuck in a similar situation that Pittsburgh and New Orleans is. you got an aging quarterback. He's still playing uh, top-tier football, but at some point he's going to hit a cliff, and you're going to have to pay him that money. And he's, I think he's beyond the point of being traded at this point. I don't think you can really trade him. A team is like, yeah, I want to take on that contract. Um, so they're in a similar situation as New Orleans and, and Pittsburgh. So if they don't draft his replacement this year, they're going to have to draft, draft him next year or the year after. you got to start thinking for the future. But like you said, they, they got some opportunities to uh, immediately become possibly a contender next year. You know, when – if they revamp the defense like they should and add that running back piece, they're really only a versatile running back away from being a complete offense. Because Todd Gurley, if you would have had the two years ago Todd Gurley, that offense would have been unstoppable. But he's really fallen off a cliff since then. The knee injury is just piled up uh, on Gurley, so he's nowhere near. I don't know what they were expecting when they signed him. Um I, I just don't I don't know what they were expecting to happen. You know, we saw kind of his deterioration with the Rams, but I, I guess they thought they saw something in him. But uh, they got Terry Fontenot, uh, someone that in the Saints front office is highly regarded. Uh, I couldn't believe that he went to the Falcons of all teams. You know, my disdain for the Falcons, but. You know, congrats to him. I hope he has noted all the Atlanta, in the world. Georgia hometown native. Devin Jackson with the with the Falcons slander here. No, oh, trust me, it could get a lot worse. So, <laughs> but today I can't really say too much bad about them, considering what happened yesterday in the last couple of years with the Saints. So, uh, we got another GM hire, uh, which is the Carolina Panthers. They hired Scott Fitterer, who was the what was his title? The vice president of football operations with the Seahawks this past year. He was the co-director of player personnel before that. But with the Seahawks in 2011, this is someone that has been on a lot of teams, uh, boards in, in, uh, interview lists for a couple years now in terms of, uh, GM positions. And I guess Carolina, think about it. They got a coach that's there on a long-term deal. Matt Rules, I believe, signed a seven-year deal. Something like that. I think it was a seven-year deal that he signed. You have, Something like that. I think Fitterer signed like a five-year deal. So you have head coach and GM continuity for quite a bit. 
and a roster that has some has some studs on it already. You have one of the one of the best young edge rushers in the league in Brian Burns. Uh, Jeremy uh, uh, Jeremy Chin was fantastic this year. Uh, you still have Shaq Thompson, who's only 27, I believe. Uh, Dante Jackson's pretty good, although he's going to have to get paid soon. Uh, you know, Derek Brown, you have Yitor Gross Matos. You have a very loaded young defense that just needs to kind of grow together. And then the offense, you have playmakers. This team is not that far away. And with the ever-changing uh, forecast of the NFC South, like we said, Atlanta, who knows what they're going to look like? New Orleans, who knows what what they're going to look like? Drew Brees just retired. And then Tampa, who knows? I mean, Brady's probably going to come back next year, but is he really going to play till he's 45, 46, 47 years old? I, I would hope not for the good of the NFL. But, I mean, this is a team that in two years could be a very, very tough team. I think their quarterback and some offensive line depth away from actually being a contender. What do you think? You're, that's still your division, so I'm going to let you speak. Yeah, Carolina has probably the brightest future of everyone, you know, because they don't have an aging quarterback. The rest of the three teams do, or at least did. Um, they have a ascending roster. Their defense is really young. I expect them to focus a lot more on the offense, building the depth on the offensive line, uh, and trying to find that quarterback of the future. So I expect Carolina to probably trade up and try to get uh, either Justin Fields or Zach Wilson or even settle for a Trey Lance. And uh, just kind of go from there. So the Panthers are probably in the best position to uh, be the team that be the team to beat over the next three, four, five years. Because at some point, the Bucks are going to have to replace the quarterback, and the Falcons are going to replace their quarterback. Panthers are going to be the youngest team in the division by a long shot, and you know they have the weapons at receiver. Uh, we'll see what happens with Curtis Samuel this off season. But this team looks like on paper to to be a, a team of the future. Uh, also, I like them to see the upgrade the tight end position as well. And like you said, offensive line depth needs to be a little bit better. But other than that, man, they got the blueprint to be a good team. Now it's just going to be about team building and, and continue to ascend. And I think they will do so. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I think we both need a chance to rant about the Urban Meyer hire. I hate it. I I think it's such a stupid hire. <laughs> I I'm gonna let you get your thoughts out first, and then because I don't know how long I'm gonna have to rant on this one. Yeah, um, I'm gonna keep it brief, man. I I don't think this was the best option at all. You know, um, we know his history. We know that he has health issues, and he's been out of the game for a couple years now. And he hasn't taken on the NFL level. This is not going to be college football. You can't jump from Florida to Ohio State and still be fine. You know, this is the Jacksonville Jaguars. And this is such a Jaguars move to to have because they are just the, they are just the, the oddest team ever. You know, you got Gardner Minshew. You don't start him pretty much more than half the season. You You go with guys that aren't probably not even going to be in the league in a couple of years. I I just don't get it, man. Uh, I don't like the hire at all. I don't like who the ring in as well at offensive coordinator, Scott Linehan. 
uh, that was a big big head scratcher to me. So that was one of the saddest things I read about this. So uh, Trevor Lawrence got his work cut out for him, but I'll let you go ahead, man. Okay, so problem number one with uh, with Urban Meyer. This man don't stick around very long anywhere he's ever been. Now again, uh, part of these is moving to get to bigger jobs, but I think it was uh, actually why don't I just just to make sure that my days are correct or my 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 numbers are correct. Hang on, I want to I want to make sure that I'm right on this. Okay, so Devin. He was head coach at Bowling Green for 2001 and 2002. He spent two years at Utah, five years at Florida, and six years at Ohio State. Do you know when the last quarterback he coached that was worth a damn came out? Alex Smith. Was that 2005? Yes, that would have been his last year at Utah. Chris Leak, no Tebow, look what he did in the NFL. R.J. Barrett, no. Terrell Pry- was Terrell Pryor one of his? Hold on, you said R.J. Barrett, you meant uh, J.T. Barrett, but go ahead. Did I say R.J. Barrett? God damn it, T.J. Barrett. <laughs> Whatever. You know what? You know what? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. He could have had R.J. Barrett. It wouldn't have fucking mattered. Uh <laughs> JT Barrett. Did I say TJ Barrett? Jesus Christ. Barrett. That Barrett dude that played for the Saints for like five minutes. Braxton Miller. Uh, yeah. Look at these quarterbacks that he's had. He's done such a great job at developing quarterbacks that are practice roster guys at best. Uh, Justin Fields. Not one of his guys. I love how people have gone. Well, he developed Justin Fields. No, he hasn't. Justin Fields declared after Ryan Day was named head coach. You tried. You tried, media. You failed because it's not his guy. Um, yeah, he's done just such a great job developing these quarterbacks that are practice roster at best. I've heard, you know what my favorite part about this whole thing is, Devin? Is the talk about how, well, you know, Tim Tebow is only 32 years old. Maybe it's time for him to come back to the NFL as if Tim Tebow hasn't been out of the league since 2012. I'm sure that the quarterback that was very, very much a bottom five quarterback in his in his prime in his prime, Tebow was a top was a bottom five quarterback in the NFL. I'm sure he's dying to after eight years of not getting hit, sitting behind a desk at ESPN and playing you know minor league baseball. He's so looking forward to being I don't know backup fullback in an offense that doesn't require a fullback. Scott Linehan goes the complete opposite of what Urban Meyer would want. That option type of offense is every, I mean, you had Scott Linehan calling, you know, you know, plays at LSU this year. Didn't go well. Uh, So now we're going to expose Trevor Lawrence to an offensive coordinator that has not been suited at any point in the last decade to have that position and a coach that has, 15 minutes of experience in the NFL, and it's the 15 minutes uh, that I've been talking. Oh, and if that weren't bad enough, Devin, they paid him a lot. He wanted like $11 million a year to be a head coach, which if I'm actually, which if I was an intelligent man, which I like to think I am, uh, $11 million for a head coach that hasn't coached since 2000, uh, 2018 uh, in the spring. 
in the uh, you know early parts of uh, 2018. I won $11 million for a guy that's been sitting behind a desk for three years covering college who's never coached in the NFL. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. And then I'm also not going to allow him to have total control over the roster, which is what he wants. So, yeah, Jacksonville really dropped the ball on this, which is sad because they have the best GM position available. And the fact that you're going to be able to get Trevor Lawrence in the building, uh, you have the best coaching vacancy, and you just failed this one miserably. Yeah, I mean, I don't really have much really uh, else to say about that, to be honest. Uh, it was just a bad hire and another case of a college coach trying to make the jump to the NFL, man. So good luck, Jacksonville. You got your work cut out for you. Luckily enough, Houston is just imploding. Otherwise, you'd be the joke of the the NFL right now. Uh, Dan Campbell, he has become uh, been named the uh, head coach of the Detroit Lions. What What are your thoughts on this one? Again, you're a Saints guy. Well, he's he served as like the assistant head coach for the Saints. So, uh, you know, a lot of people don't love the hire, um, but there's really nothing I can complain about, to be honest. You know, he's been a, a really good coach for the Saints. And honestly, I think what's going to be more important is who he hires as coordinators. You know, I think that's going to be really the telltale of what he can be as a coach. But he's kind of the guy I think he's going to be more in tune with the offense and I think if, depending on what the Lions do, they may trade Stafford and just start over. I think it's a that's new gonna, GM in, in place too. I forgot to mention that they yeah. have Todd Holmes who came from the uh, L.A. Rams. Yeah, that's that was a great hire. That was Fantastic probably my hire. favorite GM hire of the of this process. Um, but look, man, honestly, I think it's going to come down to the coordinators who they hire. But Dan Campbell's a great dude. I think he's he's a player's coach, so I think he's going to win a lot of guys over in the locker room. And he's a good leader. So I think the Lions needed that, you know, especially after Patricia, someone that, you know, had no type of accountability or anything like that. So they're definitely going to be a much more disciplined and, and probably a fun to watch team. Now, they're going to win division championships and stuff. I don't know. I think they're still a couple of years away, especially if they rebuild this year. Um, but they're they're going to be a much better team. uh much better product as well over the next couple of years. Yeah, I think that they actually have a plan in place which uh, which sets them up pretty well going forward. Again, you can move on from Stafford, or you you know uh, you can keep them and kind of build around him. Detroit, I kind of I, I love the GM hire. I'm I'm iffy on the head coach hire. Uh, they're one of the few where I've been kind of. Split. I I really love both for for Atlanta, or at least uh, you know Fontenot hasn't been made official. I I just I hate Jacksonville's choice so much, and I'm a little confused by the L.A. Chargers. Brandon Staley thought for sure this was Brian Dable. Absolutely thought there was no way that uh, this was Dable. Uh, but no, they came out, got uh, got their guy last night. I'm I'm confused, Devin. Explain this one to me. Listen, I I thought uh, Dabble was going to be someone that uh, gets hired, and Justin Herbert and him just right off into the sunset. To be honest, but 
they they went with Staley, uh, you know, and man, I I was I was shocked just like everyone else. I thought for sure Dabble was going to get the job, and we wouldn't have much to talk about. But here we are, you know, decided to go with uh, Staley, who's been tremendous as a de- defensive coordinator and, and really made the Rams defense as good as they are. I, but, I was reading something. I was reading something last night. Brandon Staley was the outside linebackers coach for the Denver Broncos two years ago today. <laughs> I mean, he's he signed on to be the defensive coordinator for the Rams on the what was it? Uh, the 16th of January of 2020, and on the 17th of January in 2021. He's the head coach of the L.A. Chargers. That is insane. Well, at least he doesn't have to move far. No, he doesn't <laughs> even have to move stadiums. Yeah, I mean, I mean again, that... he did he did wonders with it, with a Rams defense that didn't have a lot of talent outside, a notable talent outside of Aaron Donald, and just kind of, you know, I mean, they had a a defensive back this year. I can't even remember his name. You know, Darius exactly. Williams. That would be who. I had no idea who he was. He turned that guy into a stud. Uh, imagine what he's going to be able to Jordan do. Jordan Fuller. Jordan Fuller, another one. Imagine what he's going to be able to do with Derwin James. Imagine what he's going to be able to do when he's actually got Case. They still have Casey Hayward out there in LA, right? Yep. Yeah, Casey Hayward. Uh, they got Joey Bosa, Derwin James, Melvin uh, Ingram. If he resigns. I think he will. Uh, they've got Rochelle, who's really good. Jerry Tillery, who's really good. This is a good defense. This team's yep, set up. Just drafted drafted Kenneth Murray last year in the draft process too. So they got some talent. They got some some serious talent. Now there are two jobs left open, and both of them are complete dumpster fires right now. You have the Houston Texans, where your star quarterback Deshaun Watson, it in all likelihood. Will never suit up for you again. Great job. He's only 25 years old, and you've managed to piss him off. James Harden levels of pissing him off. Like, if he comes into OTAs wearing a fat suit, like, I'll just lose it. Uh, man, Houston sports in shambles, man. They had the, have Astro, video, the Astros a, scandal. I have to send you a video after this. I have, there's a certain video I have to send you after this. But, I mean, they just... It's a it's a mess. Just the whole city of Houston, absolute mess in terms of sports. But yeah, Deshaun Watson doesn't want to play with you because uh, you ha- you didn't consult him at all on uh, who he wanted for coaching interviews. Then, in order to appease him, you decided, well, we'll bring in Eric Bieniemy. Oh wait, we took too long. We have to wait till Eric Bieniemy's season is over. There's just one problem. Eric Bieniemy is still going to be coaching in two weeks probably because. I'm sorry, I'm not exactly buying you know uh, the the Bills over the Chiefs at this point. <sighs> Plus, oh yeah, no first round pick, no second round pick. There's the whole Jack Easterby thing, uh, Nick Casario, and all of the the. I mean, can they just not? Can they just decide to not be the Patriots for thirty seconds? Like it, it's not worked out. You just got rid of a guy. That is a Patriots retread. Why are you doing this again? 
It doesn't make any sense. And then there's my beloved Philadelphia Eagles. Let me talk about the Eagles. You are negative $56 million over the cap. You're, you're fantastic. $56 million over the cap. That is insane. If it was under the cap, they'd have like the third most cap space. No, 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 no. They have that much over the cap. Jason Kelsey's probably going to retire. Not going to help you in terms of the cap space. You have so much money um, um, connected to Carson Wentz. You're keeping a general manager in Howie Roseman that has way too much pull in the building, and the owner seems to absolutely, as evidenced by uh, by the press conference after they fired Doug Peterson, believe that, well, Howie's done a great job of drafting, which I have four years to show you that he hasn't. So, again, very confused about that. There's a lot going wrong in Philadelphia. Why would you fire Doug Peterson in the first place? This is a mess. Uh, this seems like three, four years away from being remotely competitive. And, oh yeah, today it turned out that Brian Dable, not interested in the job. Eric Bieniemy not interested in the job. <sighs> but Josh McDaniels is... I am so not excited about this. What are your thoughts? Well, uh, man, McDaniels, that is probably as low as you can get on the total mole of, of coaching hires. And the thing for me is, like, if you're going to fire someone like Doug Pearson as won the Super Bowl for you, you better have a plan to hire another coach immediately. And... If they were going to fire him, they should have done it immediately. They waited too long to fire him, number one. And then number two, you already knew other teams were going after those top names. If you don't get, you know, involved in that process early enough, you're going to miss out on the big name coaches and they have done so uh, effectively. So the Eagles are a mess. Uh, they're not going to get better until Roseman is out the door, in my opinion. And you're, you guys just have to, in, Eagles fans just have to endure another year of mediocrity. Unfortunately, they'll oh, probably it's end up be in mediocrity. It's gonna be straight up bad. You're just gonna have to endure a, a quarterback situation where they just end up flip flopping quarterbacks back and forth, man. What a mess! What a mess! What a complete joke! I don't even want to talk any further on this podcast right now. I don't know why I decided to end with the Eagles. I'm not a complete negative. I feel like we've done this far too many times where I just get myself angry talking about yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> suck. Any, suck. Anytime you bring it up, man, it, it's it's over. You know it's a bad situation, Devin, when I was listening to a podcast of Trevor Sikma and Ben Solak talking about fixing the Eagles, and Solak swears. All right? Solak, of all people, cussing on the podcast. Couldn't believe it. If it was me, I mean, God, I mean... Jesus Christ. You've heard me cuss about the Eagles so many damn times on this podcast. Even before this year, when even last year when they were just, you know, okay, I would still cuss them out for being bad, but this year was this year was unprecedented levels of bad. But anyways, guys, that's gonna do it for today. As always, you can find me on Twitter at Mike H underscore draft. You can follow Devin on Twitter at RealD underscore Jackson. You can follow the show on Twitter at Big Shots Pod. You follow our work at Blue Chip Scouting. I'm starting to put out some scouting reports. Devin's putting out some scouting reports. We have some big things coming this year, so stay tuned. And until next time, guys, take it easy.